scrimmage. Here's Cora. Welcome to the Casuals to Degenerates podcast. I'm your host, Luke Probasco, back from my one-week hiatus. I wanted to take more time off, but I listened to the last podcast, and I did not like what I heard. A lot of slander towards this guy out here fleecing trades. I mean, what's a guy going to do? He's got time off for surgery, and then tweet, I think you said I was trading with Grim. What does Grim have that I want? Feel free to answer the question. <laughs> oh, I didn't have an answer. That's the oh, problem. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, clearly nothing. Well, back with me are my co-hosts here, uh, Jacob Belleville and Aaron Tweet. Welcome, guys. The bear. The bear. You know what? I'm just gonna let's just get right into it. Tweet. You're the bear. You're the southern bear. Are you going to watch Cocaine Bear? Have you already watched it? I don't even know if it, is it out yet. I have no idea if it's out. Um, if I'm going to be watching it, I'm going to be watching it with Brian Kelly. So I honestly I'll, heard. I, I'll I, just, I actually thought that this was an autobiography of you, is what I initially thought. Yeah, well, a lot of people would think that, but, uh, you know, it's not me. It's not. And so, uh, like I said, Brian Kelly and I are going to dance, and then we're going to eat some craw, crawfish, and we're going to watch it. Sounds good. Well, Jacob, you haven't said much. Welcome. I I haven't had an opportunity to say anything. You know <laughs> we what? We might leave here. it that way. The way you're out there yeah, fleecing, the, fleecing, the, you got fleecing the league with your own trades. I maybe. maybe we'll find out in April. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. Make sure that you go out there, download the episode, rate and review. Helps with the algorithm. We greatly appreciate it. I know we've got 10 guys in the league. Mainly this is made for them. Anyone else who wants to follow our C2C adventure going into year three, second year of the podcast. Um, but I'm not seeing everybody's downloading it. I get about five league mates that I feel like can download this. So we're going to need a little bit more participation in the league. You know, we're out here doing this for you guys. And if no one's going to take my advice, I'm just going to win both sides again. So Tweet was so intrigued about what I said, he wanted to get on so he could hear it first and try to make those moves as fast as possible. That's what actually happened. So getting into our quick hitter, I put in two uh, blind resumes into the league this week. So first one... Which wide receiver do you not want on your C2C team? Player A had 128 targets, 80 receptions for 1,121 yards, 5 touchdowns in 16 games. He also has a yard per catch of about 21 yards. Player B has 133 targets, 74 receptions, 1,079 yards, 5 touchdowns in 16 games 
a yard per catch of 14.87, so substantially less, and all about the, the same yardage, receptions, touchdowns. Player C, 109 targets, 72 receptions, 1,014 yards, 6 touchdowns in 16 games, yards per catch of 14.06. Everybody wants player A. Player A is Terry McLaurin. Three people did not want player B. That was Belleville, Tweet, and Ellis. Jacob, why didn't you want player B? Let me look. You rattled off a bunch of stats. Sure did. Sure did. Um, yeah, probably just efficiency. I mean, he got 133 targets and only 74 receptions. Obviously, not knowing the offense or the player, it just seems like that's a lot of opportunity that didn't get capitalized on. And that player is one DJ Moore. Player C, way more efficient, just one more touchdown, but the least amount of yards per catch. Um, And Nate and Ian do not want that player. That player is T. Higgins, who be one of the topics of our trade that we had go down in the league this week. So, and then for full transparency, this is a three-year average on the last three years for each of these players. So, pretty consistent and about the same type of player, honestly. But um, then I, I put in another question blind resume which wide receiver do you want player a is 27 years of age 118 targets 89 receptions for 989 yards five touchdowns in 14 games yards per catch of 11.34 player b is 26 153 targets 94 receptions for 989 yards five touchdowns in 16 games yards per catch of 10.53 so player b a little bit younger, way more targets, a little bit more receptions, the same yards, same touchdowns, is more available playing two more games, but is kind of more of a kind of the fall down after the catch wide receiver between the two. Um, and player A, again, Tweet and Belleville, simpatico with uh, their players – this week both wanted player a and player a was chris godwin player b who's wanted by ellis rinker and nate rinker and nate being simpatico this week as well uh that player is deontay johnson which i just thought when i i think of chris godwin i think of him as way better than Deontay Johnson. But then one yeah. resume. Granted, you would like a lot more catches, a lot better efficiency from DJ Mo- or for Deontay Johnson, but you know, kind of makes sense off of what he's had. This is also a three year average the last three years, so Yeah, I think you, you definitely want the more I think I went with Godwin because more efficient with less. So, like, that's kind of where I wanted to be. But they are predicting that Johnson is going to have a phenomenal year this year because of all his targets and everything. So, we'll see. What do you think, if Kyle Trask is the quarterback of the Buccaneers, do you want going forward? (coughs) Deontay Johnson with a young picket, perceivably have their quarterback, you know, for the next several years, or whatever the Bucks bring in. Maybe they bring in Caleb Williams. Maybe they are trash and they get, or Drake May. I mean, I, for short term, I guess. I mean, if you look at it just next year and it's trash or trash or picket. Trash or picket is also (laughs) acceptable. I'm taking picket all day and I'll take Deontay. Like Jacob, Jacob, what are your thoughts? I'll still probably go Godwin. Godwin. I just think he's a better player. Talent wins out. He'll get traded or something. Just hopefully just ends up with a better situation. Well, he's also more efficient. So, 
you got that going for you. He doesn't need a ton of targets to produce. But you want Trask throwing him the ball? Do I want it? No. Is it going to put him on par with Deontay Johnson? Yeah. (laughs) Tell Deontay Johnson to quit running backwards. Catches the ball. Catches the ball, reverses field, negative five yards. It's going to be similar to your new quarterback. What new quarterback? Oh, we'll talk about it during the trade. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Uh, No NCAA news, so we will skip that section. We'll get right into the NFL news. Take it away, Jacob. So, NFL news. Um, Obviously, the the combine kicked off this week. So... Notable guys who are not basically participating are Kendra Miller with an an MCL, Dwayne McBride with a hamstring, Zach Evans with a hamstring, Dalton Kincaid with a back fracture. Um, Bijan will participate in all drills because he's an alpha and a winner. Bryce Young has chosen to not throw the combine, so I've heard. Um, Stroud... Anthony Richardson, Levis, and other invitees will. We all know why Bryce Young will not throw, and it's because he has a noodle arm. If you thought Tua threw wobbly ducks, wait until you see Bryce Young on Sundays. Hot take. JSN is also rumored to not be running the 40. He really doesn't have anything to gain from running the 40, but he will participate in the rest of the combine. Honestly, Nate has two of these players who are not participating and just no dog in them at all. They don't want to compete. I mean, Jason scared he's going to run a 4-8 and... Uh, I don't know about that, but... That's just that's what it is. He's going to put up a, a solid, like, five on the bench trap, so... so. That's, yeah. that's what he's worried about. I don't know. This year, wide receivers at the Combine, it's just going to be, I don't know. It's it's going to be something else this year because we already know Quentin Johnston is going to just kill the Combine. Like, he's athletically going to do very well. And people talk a lot about, you know, when they're doing Dynasty stuff, talk about their rookie picks and stuff. They're going to double count Quentin Johnston doing really well, I think, at the Combine. And I think he's going to get propelled up to that number one wide receiver, even though we already probably knew he was going to – he's an athletic freak. He's going to do well in these things. So I don't know why you, like, kind of double count it. It's like now if he performed really bad at it, then it's like, okay, that's more – that more raises my eyes than anything. Like Sean Tucker – should probably kill the combine based on his his athletic abilities. Izzy Abanaconda, probably one of the guys that might rise up the board the most because I think he will test well in these situations. Now, out there on the field, I don't know if he would be as athletic as he's going to show up here at the Underwear Olympics. So Yeah, I mean... Business-wise, it makes sense for JSN, just like Drake London last year, to not run. They don't, like, that's not their game. I, I'm very excited. About the Underwear Olympics. But, One but second. Here, here, here's where it kind of irks me, is like, don't you want to just perform? Don't you want to, don't you want to wow the fans? Provide entertainment value? I would, and I do. I try to make trades. I get jealous of. I get trade envy. I try to make trades. Trying out there to wow you guys, and sometimes you know it's just not needed. You wow us with every trade. I know. What trade were you wowed by? Yeah, tweet. What trade were you wowed by? Uh well, the Bryce, the Bryce Young one was a little. Wow to me, but you know, I think we we came to a consensus on that podcast. There was a pretty big fleece, though. Fleece I don't blanket. know whoever one of you paid 
Matt Brenning to say those awful things about me, but th- none of them were true. I'm I'm really upset about Zach Evans. This dude has been like, I'm saving myself for the NFL. I'm doing like I I want to see him do well in the NFL, but there's just so many red flags and his whole recruitment trail. Then you know he goes to Old Miss and Quinshawn is kind of the guy. And then he's bothered by a toe the whole time at TCU. But is it a coaching thing? I don't know. Now he's got a hamstring issue. Like, this guy's never healthy. And I don't know. I want to draft him in Dynasty, but I don't think I can. Well, at a certain point you can. I mean, what round? All I've got are first-round picks. Well... I could I trade down. Got those? Fleece anybody? Sold Josh Allen for four firsts. Josh Allen, pretty good at the football. But yeah, Zach Evans is just kind of weird for everything other than football. Like, does he really have a hamstring injury, or is he above running at the combine and participating, all that kind of stuff? I don't know. Do you, I mean, at this point, like aren't we like questioning his commitment to football? Like, it seems like he's always got something that's keeping him out from TCU or Ole Miss or the combine. Like (laughs) it's always something that, I mean, I don't, I don't know for sure, but that's kind of the feeling that I get Mm -hmm. with him. I agree. That's where I'm at. I mean, if you have four first-round picks in a dynasty, you might as well take a flyer on them. All I know is, like, Will Anderson out of Alabama was being projected as the best player last year, and then now he maybe is this year, and he's participating in everything. He wants yep. to show exactly what he is. And then um, a little special treat for you guys. I was able to actually do a short interview uh, with Dalton Kincaid to ask him about his back. So listen in uh, on the uh, interview here that I have with Dalton Kincaid. Were you really sick this week? What was the problem? I broke my back. <laughs> you broke my back. Broke it. Broken. What, uh, a vertebrae or, or what well, portion? Spinal. Did that in sparring? No, I did it... Um, by a motorcycle accident, the doctor discovered I was doing my sit-ups 2,500 a day, my 20-pound weight, and one day I couldn't move anymore. And I asked the doctor, what's wrong? And he said, um, believe it or not, wearing your back is broken slightly. Back is broken slightly. So that was uh, the Casual Degenerates uh, exclusive interview there with Dalton Kincaid, tweet, uh, your man. So, I mean... I think he made a pretty good comeback. Um, I think Kincaid should be in Hangover 4, so we should be all right. Gotcha. gotcha. It's spinal. (laughs) So (laughs) our 2023 trade counter is up to five. And all five. You know what? I might even stop calling this the league trade counter. I just might call it the Belleville trade counter. He's got all five for the year of 2023. Jacob, how does that feel to, you know, lead the league in something? Feels great. Just feels great. I mean, kind of at that weird point because I only really follow, like, three sports. So until the combine hit today, I really didn't have much to do. So I got bored and started trading wheeling and dealing. Do we dare call you the new Nate? Maybe, but I'm, like my teams are better than his, so no. I mean, I, I'd like Nate to come back on this podcast, and maybe defend himself for once, but I guess I guess he's too busy trying to find trades or coaching girls basketball or something. So he he reached out on the chat and he was like, "Hey, I'm, I want to trade and nothing. Like, just get it done, you know." Yeah. He only wants Ohio State products is what I'm hearing. That's gross. So, again, 
this is an exclusive that I did with uh, Jacob after the uh, trade he made here. He traded away T. Higgins to Chad. In return, he got Anthony Richardson, NCAA 310, 406, 506, 610. Jacob, you're looking comfy there in your fleece. Kind of look like you're sweating. But here is the interview that I want to release to the league. Jacob, how do you feel about your trade with Chad? Get ready. We are sure, and we're doing it better than anybody else alive. Now, Buddy Landell, it's so hard for me to sit back here in this studio looking at a Jacob, guy I don't know who I don't know who Buddy Landell is. When last year I spent more money on spilled liquor. What? What are you talking about, Jacob? Just, I just tell me about the know. trade. You're talking to the Rolex wearing. Diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, woo, wheeling dealing, limousine right, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Jesus, Jacob. All right, well, there you have it. That was the clip uh, from Jacob. Having a hard time keeping those alligators down. Woo! How's it feel to finally get Anthony Richardson? It feels good. It's a uh, seems a lot a less. Of, it's an impulse buy, to, like to be honest with you, because like I don't really have an NFL quarterback issue. Um, but if all four of my guys kind of continue doing what they're doing, and Anthony Richardson pans out, I might be trading one of them for whatever I want. You know. Well, if if you want to know what you can get, I would ask Grim. Because he's got all these quarterbacks that he tries trading, and he can't get those players. So it just maybe just like trying to kind of figure out where that uh, Mason Dixon line is. All I know is Grimm has uh, Justin Fields on the roster, and all reports are that they want to trade that first round pick. I don't believe the reports, and I wouldn't trade him Anthony Richardson for Justin Fields. How about that? How about da? That's bulletin board material. To the Bears, I mean, they're the worst team in the league. Well, yeah, I mean, and probably will continue to be. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't know. I don't like losing T. Higgins, but it felt okay to me. Now, I don't don't know what Chad thinks that T. Higgins is going to do for his team. That's like it doesn't change his outlook going forward, in my opinion. But I think Chad's got the same outlook as the Bengals GM. Go, you know what? Instead of going and finding his own T. Higgins, he just went after T. Higgins. So all I want to know is how long Jacob's going to be wearing this fleece. That's what I want to know. Hopefully tonight I can put on a new layer of fleece. Oh, Jesus. Now we're going to get into what we're looking forward for the Combine. Combine is here. I'm really excited to watch wide receivers, running backs this weekend. Tweet, what are you excited about for the Combine? Uh, first of all, I love the 40-yard dash. I mean... In that aspect, I'm an Oakland Vegas Raider. Love to watch the speed. Um, and then you know what? I, I like I like the bench press. I just like to see how strong people are. So I don't really care about the measurables. We'll see what happens. We'll see where where everybody goes. But give me the forty yard dash. I want fast. Do you still have two two Atwell on your roster? Yeah, he's. I think he's going to be elite this year. You should start a uh, kind of worried about the measurables. We'll yeah, get to no, it later. No. There'll be other players that we'll talk about, just like Tutu Atwell, later on in the show. Jacob, let's oh, okay. simmer, let's simmer down. What are you looking forward to, Jacob? So, I I particularly like the combine just in general. I think the measurements, everybody getting weighed on the same scale, everybody getting 
you know, their height measured in the same way is important for all positions. And then honestly, like 40 times for tight ends are pretty important just because these are guys that probably didn't run track in high school. So you really don't have a great idea of how fast they really are. And like four, eight is really that kind of delineator for tight ends. Like if you're above four, eight, you're probably not going to do anything. So some stat that I heard, and I don't remember where I heard it or read it, but it was, I should say that's for, that's for fantasy. Right. Uh, For fantasy wise, for the running backs, all of the running backs who are rookies this last year, who like produced, did something. um, None ran higher than a 4.61. So, like, last year that was kind of the – looks to be the threshold. So, I'm just kind of interested. I'm going to keep that number in the back of my head, see what running backs run, like, higher than that, and just kind of watch to see what they do um, fantasy-wise because that could be another indicator going forward. Yep. I think the other thing that's exciting is just like the the fringe guys who maybe or maybe aren't like day two picks. Like, do they have a good showing and they kind of bump up in there? So those are always fun to watch. So what I'm excited for, obviously, weigh in because all of the universities do an awful job at making people thinner or bigger or taller like i want to i want to know what that is and then the three cone drill like if you do bad here like i'm not that excited i want to know like it's great to have a running back that's able to get 80 yard touchdown runs but realistically i need you to get like four yards of carry like how quick can you get from spot to spot Wide receivers, kind of the same thing. So I really like that three-cone drill. And then the 20-yard shuttle, just like how well do you do in space. And then receiving votes is the gauntlet. I just like to see mostly like how bad people are. Like I expect wide receivers to do it and do it well. And when they don't, it makes me, I don't know, Laugh from my couch as I've got no shirt on with potato chips on my belly. But that's my honorable mention. Who was it last year who had, like, the worst gone? Oh, was that Garrett Wilson? Well, both – yeah, Garrett Wilson had by far the weirdest one. <laughs> like, he was just, like, jumping up in the air for every single ball. And then Olave, I think, kind of did it too. So I don't know if that's, like, a an Ohio State thing. Obviously, it doesn't matter because they produced. But, yeah, yeah, Cheeto Finger Me was like, what the hell is that? (laughs) That's why I think some of those drills are very overrated. I mean, almost all of them, to be honest. I mean, none of them really matter except for height and weight. I loved what Dan Campbell said today. Uh, It was something to the effect of, like, I don't use the combine for anything other than interviews because. If you're basing everything off of this, like, there's nothing here. You do it off of your tape, which Dan Campbell, the Lions, like, my adopted team, they're, like, just the best right now. What do you say? You If, if you want to watch people run around in their pajamas yeah. or something? like. <laughs> well, I'll be tuning in. So, well, now we're going to switch in to our player highlights. So this week, each of us are going to highlight one player from that is eligible in our supplemental draft. This week, we picked players who were non-freshmen, so who've been in school for a while. And then next week, we'll highlight some freshmen that we want to talk about. So, Jacob, I'm going to let you share... I mean, you were already starting to drop hints in the in the group chat, but go ahead and, and share your player that you picked here. So the guy that I picked was Jordan Tyson. He's a he's going to be a true sophomore for Colorado. 
Um, six foot one seventy is what two four seven had him as. Um, he's a deep threat. He was wide receiver one thirty one in his class. Twenty two receptions, four hundred and seventy yards, and four touchdowns in nine games last year. I just remember the video of Deion Sanders addressing the Colorado team and telling basically everybody to hit the portal and that he is bringing his own luggage and it's Louie. Well, guess who wasn't asked to hit the portal? It was Jordan Tyson. He now gets a quarterback upgrade in Shadour Sanders, a system from Jackson State with, I would say, much more passing volume than Colorado had. And he gets to go up against like an absolute stud in Travis Hunter every day in practice. As the saying goes, iron sharpens iron. I and you should be very excited to acquire this player in our supplemental draft. Well, maybe you can use one of the five picks you got from Chad to get him. I probably will, to be honest. I I, I just kind of like him. We saw where that got you last year. What do you mean? With you like a lot of guys, and, and none of them went anywhere. That's because I drafted all freshmen, bud. What do you think yeah. is going to happen this year? Probably a similar result Bear. last year. Bear. I'll probably be picking a lot of teams against you. <laughs> okay. Anyways, his ADP as of now is like a 14th round startup C2C league. Other guys in that same range are Keon Grays, Zachary Franklin, Shaz Preston, Malik McLean, Donovan Green, and Andre Green Jr. All of them are already rostered in our league, I believe. I would trade pretty much all of them to just acquire Jordan Tyson. Luckily, we don't have to. We can just draft him. He's a free agent in our league. In our supplemental draft, I'd probably be willing to spend like a third or a fourth. To, to acquire him, to be honest. That's what I got. Tweet, did you do any research at all on this guy? Well, yeah. <laughs> let's hear let's hear what comments you have here for the to give the league. I mean, I picked Tez Johnson. He's Bo Nix's brother, duh. Well, I know you picked somebody, but do you have anything that you want to highlight about Jacob? Oh, Jesus. No, I didn't look at Jacob's guy. <laughs> Most of Jacob's guys are junk. Okay. Well, I did a little Except bit of, I did a little bit of research here for the league. So, Jordan Tyson, 6 foot 170, three-star recruit. On average, Pac-12 so he's a he's a wide receiver. All this is running back data. I'm assuming running backs, wide receivers are gonna probably they're gonna pack on the pounds. Maybe not the same, but they'll be comparable ish. Same weight program, things like that. So on average, Pac-12 running backs gain 15.6 pounds from their freshman year to their weigh-in at the combine, and that is a 14.8 pound gain for three stars no matter what area then uh no matter what league they are in conference that is all stats thanks to chris moxley at campus to canton so colorado typically under reports weight on average by three pounds so you can assume whatever colorado is going to put them at around they're probably pretty accurate if not they're undershooting them a little bit the average NFL wide receiver is six foot two hundred and thirty point two hundred point three two pounds. So he's a little bit undersized in that sense. I then broke it down between twenty fourteen and twenty twenty two. The average wide receiver taken in the first round is six one two hundred and two pounds. The Average height and weight of a wide receiver taken in round two is 6'1", same height, and 204. A little bit heavier, which I thought was kind of a little bit interesting. But, uh, so he's still, you know, about 20 pounds lighter than that. Can I paint a picture for you? Sure, paint it. 
Bob Ross. So I obviously I like this player and I've done my research on him. Two four seven had him at six foot one seventy. Then you go to on three, they had him at six one, I think one seventy seven. And then Rivals had him at six two one seventy seven, and he's currently on the Colorado Colorado roster at six two one eighty five. Paints a little bit different picture. It sure does. So, because I mean, honestly, you're talking about the 15 pound weight gain to get to that 200 range, and then maybe they're, you know, on average, it's three pounds that they're saying they're overstating his weight. So, 197. Well, it's it's about 50. It'd be about 15 pounds from being a senior in high school. So. If he was so fifteen pounds from the highest reported or lowest, I that, mean, like basically, like he was one of the players that like his weight and height were kind of all over the place for the different services. So, so be, I, it, I don't, yeah, it will be interesting he, to see. I think he was a, he was a lower recruit, so I think there's some subjectivity there. Sure, where it's like I we're not going to double check this. The thing that I really liked what Dion did was he went out and he hired Sean Lewis as his OC, who's the previous head coach at Kent state for the last two years. So he had a neutral game pass rate of 41.5%. Um, his uh, Jordan Tyson's receiving yard market share last year was 22.7%, which is within the likes of, of Keenan Allen at Cal, Alshon Jeffrey, so like some pretty good NFL names there. Um, and then the one thing to be aware of that I'm I'm not excited about is one you got a whole new system that you're putting in, new coach. So you it might be like the year of getting used to it, and then you might. You might have to wait another year to get it, which then it's his third year, so it's kind of put up or shut up, or you know, then you've got a fourth-year wide receiver on your hands. But they also brought top outside, or they brought in a top outside wide receiver from USF in Xavier Weaver. So Xavier Weaver um, here last year was a second-team All-AAC coaches pick. He was a Bliknikoff Award watch list guy. He's, last year, he was listed at 6'1", 180. So they're pretty much in that same body type. So you're taking a pick at an ambiguity. There's some ambiguity to that wide receiver room. It's probably going to be one of those two guys. Now, why did they bring in him? over just, like, what you got. I don't know. But Xavier Weaver is also maybe a name to watch in this system. But he is a little bit older. Um, the top outside wide receiver um, in Sean Lewis's offenses has averaged 16.9 points per game over the last four years. So that is a – if you can get 16 to 18 points out of your wide receiver – Every game, like that's pretty good. So there, there could be some value here. And uh, Jacob, I don't, I don't hate Jordan Tyson for one of those. Like, it's an, are we also just banking on Colorado being good? I, I, I don't yeah. think they'll be good. I mean, are we just assuming that Dion no, is coming in and they're going to be the they're seeing what they were at Jackson State? They're going to be better. Yeah, because they won one game last year. <laughs> They're going to win more than one, but I'm just saying. So you got four games. This I don't. Year. I don't think Colorado makes a bowl game after I saw their schedule for this next year. I mean, it like it's a rough schedule. Did honestly. you see? Did you see their spring spring sc- or spring game uh, stat? So they sold tickets for their spring game at ten dollars a piece and made thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, I saw that. The last seven years, they've been giving away tickets for their spring game, and did. And the last seven years, have given away thirty thousand tickets. I just, I just think to Luke's point, like he's, he's a sophomore, and then is he an aging junior? Do we know? We're not going to know. Like we're not going to understand what he is until he's probably a junior, anyways. Because Colorado stats this year 
they're just going to be whatever. I mean, they could be through the roof or they could be meh. So. All I'm saying is the guys that are kind of in his ADP range, I've got two of them on my roster right now. I would trade both of them for him. Jacob's going to go get his guy. What's that? Jacob's just going to go get his guy. Shaz Preston didn't see the field. And he's going in the same range. I mean, at some point, you just got to take the guy who, like, came in and was able to do it. Full disclosure, I don't I don't target 170-pound wide receivers, period. I just don't as freshmen. But then he came in and he produced. So yeah. what do you want me to do with that? Tweet. Talk to us about Tez Johnson, your guy that you want to highlight this week. There's a lot of notes here on the show sheet about him. And I'm not exactly sure where you're going to start. Well, you know... This might sound redundant, but he is Bo Nix's brother. <laughs> Adopted brother. Adopted brother. Shower, brother, brother. Sh- All the brothers. Shower narrative is very high. So I know Jacob wouldn't want him. Doesn't like his size. I think he's he's five ten. I think he's up to one sixty. They're saying he's gonna he's gonna end up being they think him being at Oregon he's gonna gain a little bit more weight, but just in the weight room. Also, uh, with him, from what I've been seeing, and just kind of what I've been tracking with him is, uh, they're going to use him in multiple facets. A um, little bit more running, a little bit more in the passing game as well. Um, he's a multiple option guy. The Oregon group is saying he's like a DeAnthony Thomas. That name is from a while ago, but... Um, I hate to say it, but I, his stats do back up him being a good player for that team, even though his size is not going to not gonna live up to what people think. I think his, his speed, his stats are going to be great. Um, I also saw on Pro Football Focus, I don't know, PFF, whatever they call it, um, last year his receiving grade was – the second highest to, I think, Marvin Harrison Jr., something like that. So I think he's got some skills. Uh, he was also highly recruited over to Penn State. Um, so Penn State's begging for him. Oregon Penn State, gets him. Penn State so, was trying, just trying to find any wide receiver. They couldn't get anybody. So. Well, I think you say that, but they're still a top-name program. Like They're not like Iowa or Iowa State begging for a wide receiver. They can – they can still get guys. So, Jacob, what do you think here of uh, Tez Johnson? Yeah, so I I wasn't familiar with his game. <laughs> I don't want to be. Um, My, hey, mind up. you, I, I want him as a college guy. Just understand. Great college. Let's get production. Let's go for the win this year. I understand, but, like, he's going to Oregon? Mm-hmm. Oregon's bringing in some dudes at wide receiver. Yeah, Holden's going to be great. Jerry on Dickey. I'm talking about <laughs> five star Jerry on Dickey. Yeah, he's I mean, even DeAnthony Thomas. Like he was 15 pounds heavier, and he was way too small for the NFL. But that's the NFL. Like these guys in college. Okay, so where do you draft in this guy? Is my question. Later round. That's fine. What's a later round? I I didn't didn't think we had to like pick a guy in the first four rounds. You don't have to. So he's a fifth rounder for you. Eight to ten rounder. Eighth to tenth. Okay. Okay. So here, my depends on what you're going for. If you're going for, if he's going to produce, you're going for college. Obviously, he produced at Troy. Yeah, Troy, not very good wide receiver. That's the Sun Belt. So you don't think he's. Get him produce an organ? No, <laughs> I don't. What do What do we put an over under as like wide receiver? I'm gonna look. I'm going after we do. Uh, I got some notes. We're gonna circle back around, and I'm gonna find whoever finished. Which I've got some in my notes. Chris Hudson. We're gonna find Chris Hudson's stats. He. 
finished second in Oregon in receiving yards. And it wasn't very good, like 430 yards. I'll figure out what he finished as. Can we do a little uh, over-under bet? Is that is that the line? Because I'm going to take the over that he is worse than whatever wide receiver that is. Tweets looking at me. He's he's like, I just gave him this I'm really word problem. About what you just asked. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. You're find gonna take the over on what? I'll do. Listen. Of I'll what he finished. Hey, I'll make any bet with Tweet as long as it results in a trade between the two of us. <laughs> I don't think we can make a deal, Belleville. Why not? You just don't have anything I like. Like, Tez Johnson? You just don't have the players I want. Come on. So I mean, you gotta... I'll put, I'll put Miles Sanders up there. You put Najee. Let's find out. Miles Sanders doesn't even have a team. Sure does. He's an eagle. Came out, they're not going to resign him. So, so you say you don't know that. So, Tez Johnson finished as wide receiver thirty-six last year. Chris Hudson, the wide receiver two for Oregon, finished as wide receiver one ninety-two. So let's say. I don't know here. One ninety-two. Wide receiver sixty-four. So that's not going to help a team. Out of all the players out there, what? that's not going to help a team out there. I'm saying if he, I'm saying if he finishes as wide receiver one ninety-two, averaging like I don't even know how many points that is a game. That is. That's not going to help Team Patrick. That's not going to help Team Ellis. Like, <laughs> these guys aren't going to help? No, no. I thought that was the whole point of this. <laughs> well, I know. That's why I'm trying to figure out why you're picking this guy. I can't wait to watch you draft this guy. I mean, he played well, and he's going to a bigger university. Do you think, tweet, do you think he finishes better or worse than wide receiver 64? I think he's right in that ballpark. What's what stats does he need for wide receiver sixty four? Honestly, I have no idea. Oh, I thought you had a specific number because you knew. <laughs> no, I just took like he was wide receiver thirty six, and then Chris Hudson was the number two for Oregon, and he was wide receiver one ninety two, averaging five point nine points per game. So you're just comparing two players that are just. I'm comparing the guy 64. and then going and then going to Oregon, where if he finishes, like, do you think he's better than Troy Franklin? Do you think he's going to be the wide receiver one at Oregon? Probably not. Let's say he's wide receiver two. Let's say he is the now who has transferred out Chris Hudson. No, Chris Hudson's still there. They had another wide receiver, Chase Cota. He was actually the wide receiver, too. He was 8.6 points per game, not 5.9. There, there is a bet to be had. We'll talk afterwards. We'll put it in the chat. I, I'm just trying to figure out how, like, like Oregon wants this guy. He's going to come in. Yes, they got some players, but Does, they've obviously got something to do with him. Do not they, just both. Brother. Do do they want him? Maybe he's just Bonick's brother. Bonick's is like, hey, I need my my brother here. I'm having a hard time. I'm homesick. Been away from. Well, Troy Franklin was wide receiver thirty three. Yes, sixty four. I might take the over. To be honest, I would. Yeah, well, Franklin was thirty three. You're bringing in what thirty six? You said. Yeah. I mean. Who's to say they're not changing their offense just a little bit? I would. I would say that. I would feel very confident in saying that. There's a man that's bringing in boys. So. I just find it funny that my guy I brought up is, like, not good. Well, of course. But you're, you're bringing in Ball State's running back that 
yeah, he had a good year, but he was from the fucking Mac or wherever. <laughs> like, <laughs> true. We're we'll just trying. To we, well, if we're gonna play that game, like conference we, to conference, like we are we're gonna do the same exact thing with your dude. We we're are gonna get to it. We are just <laughs> give. We are just getting information Luke, to the Luke, league. Looks in for the exact same thing that he we just did the tweet. <laughs> we, we are just getting information to the league, and they can do whatever they want with it. I have my opinions, and tweets not happy about it. I I haven't even actually gave all of my opinions. So here are my notes for Des Johnson: a five yeah. nine and a half. Wait, wait. wait. You my favorite more? part is you're going to bring up these stats and you're comparing them to really good college players. Because I got to try to find uh, guys these this small. So as a senior in high school on 24-7, he was 5'9 and a half, 138 pounds, three-star, goes to Troy. Now he's listed as at 5'10", 150. Last year, he averaged 14.33 points per game. Good. Also at Troy, he's transferring to Oregon to play with his brother, Bo Nix. Might sound like a repetition. You're not hearing an echo. At Troy, he played under Chip Lindsey and John Summerall. Lindsey coached him in 2020 and 2021. They had a neutral game um, passing rate. Of fifty four point three percent. Then John Summerall was at forty five point six percent. So, just out of um, an idea, like Kurt Ferentz is at forty three point six percent. So, his coach that he had in twenty twenty. And 2021 passed more than you know the Hawkeyes did. Not a big, you know, not a big surprise. John, John Summerall came in last year, his first year at Troy, and he passed at a neutral game script of 50 or at 45.6 percent, which is barely more than Kurt Ferentz. So they're gonna run. So they ran the ball a little more at Troy, but so you know. Tez showed that he was really uh, efficient there with catching the ball. Dan Lanning last year in his first year at Oregon, coming over from Georgia, he was at a neutral game script of 42.7%. So at that point, Oregon runs the ball more than Iowa does in the Pac-12. So he's already gained 12 pounds in three years you know, at Troy. So given that weight, come combine time, I bet you he's not even five nine and a half. He's probably five eight. He'll probably weigh in at somewhere between one fifty, one fifty five. I know tweet you said you know this is just a college guy. So, but just for reference, when you hear five eight, one fifty, one fifty five, Tank Nathaniel Dell is five eight, one sixty five. So whatever he gets drafted at, like he's gonna be smaller than Tank. Calvin Austin, a little shorter, 5'7", 170, heavier. Still hasn't done anything. I think, is he on your team or Grimm's team? Hafner's. Hafner's, oh, Jesus. He was injured all year. And then uh, Tutu Atwell, 5'9 155. So, like, if anything, he's the next, he's got to be the next Tutu who graduated after and went pro after three years which just hasn't really panned out yet. Right, Tweet? Has, not just not yet. So well, We don't care. I'm not, I don't care about the pros. <laughs> I don't think that's not what I'm looking for. So Nathaniel Dell and Austin, they, they went five years at school. So presumably with Tez Johnson, you're going to be assuming that you're going to get five years uh, with this guy. Um, Currently, he's going into his fourth of the year, and he's going in the 16th round of a 10-team startup in C2C, and about the middle of the 18th round in college in CFS startups. Um, Troy Franklin last year averaged 11.5 points per game. Chase Cota was the number two on the team, and he had 8.6 points per game. He transferred to UCLA. Chris Hudson's still there. Deontay Thornton. Transferred to Tennessee. 
they were all four stars. So they do have options. They do have a little bit of a lighter wide receiver room. They brought in some good recruits here for these freshmen. So maybe gives them an opportunity. But if I think Troy Franklin is a better college football asset than Tez Johnson. And if Troy Franklin is only averaging 11.5 points per game, that's something I'm not super excited about for my college team. If I'm taking a backseat to him, I'm probably getting less points. I don't want him on my college team. My opinions, league do what you want. I say take him in the second round so Tweet can't have him. Grim will. Grim will do it. He'll take him in the ninth when he has all those ninth round picks. You guys can't see it here, but Tweet is steaming mad. He's just so upset. No, I don't care. He's just so upset. You've got a white running back going to UCLA from Ball State, so. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't mean I like him. I'm I just, think we need to get to that. We will get to him. Doesn't mean I like him. Carson. That was the point of the segment. Yeah, was not my I legitimately picked a player that I like. I, <laughs> the point of the segment was to talk about guys who were available. So I'm not so a fan of Carson. a player that you do not like who is available to inform the league on. I think people like Carson. Wow. I think people like Carson Steele. This is, this is how fleecing gets <laughs> a start. Yeah, Luke drafts him, doesn't like him, trades him, him to the Colts. He trades him for, like, Arch Manning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he needs Quinn Ewers starting quarterback. I so. think there's a lot of Carson Steele hype, and I am not on board. So Carson Steele. Yeah, there's, there's a little too much hype out there for him. So that's why I'm bringing him up. I am not a fan, but we'll get into it. Carson Steele, running back at UCLA, listed at 6'1", 215 pounds, Good weight, good height. In 2022, he was a running back nine in college football, and he went to Ball State. He is a true junior, so everything goes well this year. He, you, you draft him and you have him for one year. He's going pro. Otherwise, you maybe get him for two or three years. Also known as Thor. You look at a picture of him. He's got surfer hair. Looks like Thor. I get it. He's got an athletic comparison to Hassan. Hassan Haskins, Arian Foster, and Rodney Anderson. His career yards per carry is 5.1, and his expected yards per carry is 5.81. So he's a little less efficient than what he should be. Just for reference, Haskins was .27, and Anderson was .18. So He's not as great as Hassan Haskins, and Hassan Haskins can't really see the field on the NFL side. So, Anderson, Rodney Anderson was a sixth-round running back. Haskins was a fourth. I believe Carson Steele is going to be an undrafted free agent come draft time. He was coached at Ball State by Mike Now. So, comparing Mike now to Chip Kelly the last three years, the years that uh, um, Carson Steele has been in college, Mike now has has a neutral pass pass rating as or a neutral pass rate. Fuck. Let me try this again, guys. A pass rate in neutral game situations at 43.4%. Chip Kelly is at 39.2. So that means they are running the ball a lot. So, whatever. Kurt Ferentz is at 43.6. So Ball State runs the ball about the same amount as Iowa does to give people kind of an idea while Iowa State is so he's, at, he's getting carries on fourth down and five yards. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what he was getting at Ball State. Chip Kelly, they pass at a 39.2%. So they're going to run it even more than Iowa would. So you're going to get volume if that's what you want. 
But like I highlighted before, what he's expected to get and what he actually gets is less than what he's expected. So it's going to be volume is king if he can get those carries or not and how many carries he can get. In startups, he's going um, at pick 197. So for us, that's at the end of the 19th round. In our supplemental, I think he's a 6th to 8th round guy. But that's probably even too high for me. Like I'm not taking him to like the 12th or 14th round because he's just not my cup of tea. He does have the weight. He does have the height. I just don't think he's super athletic. I think he plays like Peyton Hillis. I don't disagree with that. Peyton Hillis is probably a way better athlete than Carson Steele. Carson Steele is slow. Yeah, but I mean, you, you compare Hillis's like college stats and whatnot. Like, I think that's what you're. Yeah. But I mean, I love how this turned out. You're like, oh, like, we're what? gonna get Luke. We're gonna get Luke. I'm like, I'm just highlighting no, a guy like, I think who's overrated. Yeah, because you picked a guy you didn't like. The whole point of the segment was pick a guy you like. <laughs> when did I say pick a guy you like? Gosh. When did I ever say that? No, you guys just figure out this is what Luke wants. Like, no. I'm out here trying to save people from making a bad selection. I, I don't know why anyone would want to talk about a player that they don't like. You know? Because <laughs> I'm out here saving like, people. I'm out here saving people from making bad decisions. You guys are just like, oh, look how great this guy is. Don't snipe me. I really like him. I'm like, hey, guys, watch out. Beware for this guy. You don't want him. Don't snipe me. Yeah. I'm saying, hey, snipe me on Jordan Tyson. Okay, Jake, you are. You won't. I'm saying no, Tez is just legit. His name's Tez. It rhymes with Pez. That's the only thing we got. <laughs> Jesus. Also rhymes with Dez. <laughs> yeah, he caught it. And Fez. Yeah. But oh, yeah, I mean, uh, people, it rhymes Carson with. Steel, like, the size looks great, but... Yeah, you can just turn on like any tape, any like play, and he just looks slow. I don't. So I'm out there saving looks people. Like, uh, Mohammed Ibrahim, Ibrahim, yeah, from Minnesota. Minnesota, yeah. Did Did Chip not get anybody else to play running back? Like he can't Probably really get anybody there. So I mean, I know UCLA has no money, but you know he traded. Um, LaShawn McCoy for Kiko Alonso, right? So, Makes sense. Yeah. That's Chip. I'm out here doing the Lord's work, helping you guys from not making a mistake. Mainly Ian, probably. Like, Ian's probably going to see him and see how awesome Yeah, he is. this is a typical Brett second-round pick. Oh, yeah, you're right. This got Brett written all over it. I'm trying to help Brett win a championship. We'll see if I can help him. I will say, I, I made similar comments to Tez Johnson that I did to Jaden Reed last year. Jaden Reed legitimately added 35 plus pounds in yeah. college. He did. He did. Phil Knight's got a hell of a workout program. So, so even though I didn't say pick your favorite guy, so we picked you two picked guys that oh, you like. Semantics. Semantics. So right. next week We'll all pick freshmen. I don't care how you guys take it. I will take a freshman, and I will highlight a freshman I like, just so you guys are aware. You guys can do a freshman that you hate or a freshman you like. I will do one that I like. You're going to pick a guy that you like but that you won't take early. I'm just going to pick a guy that's like a preferred walk-on just because – you know, right? Because that's what Luke's doing here. He's not picking people he likes. You know. You know what? I will do Cedric Baxter. Thank God you didn't nope, say. I, fe- I feel like what one? I got pick one hundred four. Cedric Baxter would be like roughly in that range, right? Yeah, do we want to. Do we want to highlight higher? higher end prospects or do we want to like maybe try to find somebody that's mid you know let's ask the elite I think the rule should be highlight a player that you really like who you're going to take higher than probably most other people would 
Okay. No, I'm good with that. All right, I'm good with that. Because that's kind of how I viewed, like, Jordan Tyson. I, I understand, like, I could be way over my skis on him, but I really like him. I like Tez. I don't like him as, like, a one through seven yeah. round pick, but eight to ten, I'd probably take him. But you're, I mean, you like him probably, you like him a lot more than I do. Yeah. Right? I mean... Clearly more than Luke. <laughs> Luke? But Luke doesn't even he, like his guy. He doesn't even like him. He wouldn't draft him. I'm helping no. Brett, guys. I'm helping Brett. He's it's saying, like, hey, he's like dangling a carrot for Grim. Like, hey, check out this Carson Steele guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to go well with your Brody Brett. Great great pitching performance here this last <laughs> week. So I, I will pick somebody that... I like more and would take higher than the average person would take. I will do that. I think that's only fair. I just that's that's fine. I just I guess I didn't understand the assignment that I put out that you guys interpreted way different than me. I don't even know how you put out the assignment. You weren't even on the show last week. <laughs> I think both of us went in on Tez Johnson a little bit, and then you come out and you're like. Here's a guy I don't like, but <laughs> But here are oh. some things. Well, so our next episode is going to be next Thursday, March 9th. We're going to record at 9 p.m. So you guys will see it either late March 9th or March Friday, March 10th. We will be recapping the Combine and highlighting three incoming freshmen that we like more more than the average person is that am i understanding that right three average three freshmen that we are way too high on we're way too high on so it's got to be significant like if you go baxter he's going to be there anyway like you know i would say like go into a guy that would maybe go round four for some of us who are you taking early have you guys heard about arch manning New guy yeah. just came across. I don't think anyone's really heard of him. <laughs> That'd be who Luke would pick. Yeah. Malachi Nelson. Anyone? Heard I would of actually Kenway? really love if Luke took Arch Manning <laughs> so that he would just have yours and Manning. And hey, I've let's got, find out what this Texas team is about. Let's find it. Let's find out. <laughs> so that will do it for us tonight. We will see you back in one week. We will, reca- we will recap this uh, combine. Don't forget to draft your studs, except for Carson Steele. I'm trying to save you, Brett. Let's not draft him. Turns out we all know Grim's going to draft him. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. See ya. Later.